It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. did it you're here you can fully relate to us making plans for the recording because we said 11-ish 11-ish became 11:30. 11:30 became 11:35. we're pressing record at 11:43 because we're having a chat about all the things and then we're just like hold on should we just slip a sneaky little podcast recording in there with consent of course consensual podcast recording <laughs> i mean I mean, to go a bit behind the scenes, at some point in our lives, I need to go back at our WhatsApp chat to find it. I think we've had a conversation that I've just recorded and then sent to you and been like, well, this would be our podcast. And you were like, excuse me, can you not just record? <laughs> so I haven't always done it with consent and I'm sorry. Okay, this is the time and place I've wanted to apologize for podcasting with you without consent in the previous life. And I hope we can move past that now and have a consensual respectful mutual podcast recording relationship now how are you today christopher (laughs) (laughs) you're fine (laughs) no i i I literally with all my might tried really hard not to just spit water over everything just hey you did it congrats did you do it (sighs) i didn't no no no. thing is and what's annoying is i've been waiting for ages for you to throw the intro to me because i was gonna just then i had something already ready Ah. to like say when you did it but you ruined it because you said the word consent and i almost spat my water to be fair we were just having an off the pod conversation and that word came up and then you said speaking of consent as a segue to gossip girl and i thought god damn it i need to bring that back so that was why I mentioned it. I wanted to use no, that no, no, again. That's fine. But did you? Do you want to do your thing anyway? Yeah. So, so um, pretend you're doing your intro. You and then did just it. Say the hu- you're here. Yep, something, something bit. about my cup of coffee this morning. And good morning to all the cultural content consumption appraisal our fans out there. We hope you're doing well. How are you doing, oh, Christopher? Be- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to take really. it or be given it. No, I was, I was expecting to be given Okay, it. I see. One more time. <laughs> you did it. You're here. Right. This is a podcast. Cool. Here you go, Christopher. Say a thing. <laughs> so, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a lot of FOMO this week. Ooh, I don't know if you've noticed. Is it a big FOMO week? <laughs> it's a very big FOMO week. Someone I know went to Gunnersbury Park and watched uh, Boy Genius. Mm. And then someone else I know also went to the Roundhouse mm. last night and saw James Acaster. Wow. So I'm, ha- I'm having a lot of FOMO while I wake up with my like throat feeling like, <laughs> scratchy and phlegmy. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm struggling a bit sort of um, Under the weather with FOMO? I love that. Under the weather with FOMO. <laughs> That's pretty much how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. And uh, any chance that person was the same person? Um, it could, it quite, quite possibly could have been, yeah. Unless that person went with people and then the people that that person went with could also be the other people I'm referring to. Listener, it was me. Listen, <gasps> okay. Shit. The week that was, I had went to a few gigs. Everything's cool. Your boy got the low key, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you want to just start hassling people on twickets, I want you to come, kind of vibe. But there's been a lot going on. Boy mm. Genius got uh, their boobies out and played lots of songs, and it was amazing. Um, <laughs> your face when I said that. Have you, have you not been on the socials? That was all over the socials. What an amazing uh, gig and band, but. Uh, Hopefully it's just the start of something. Part of me is thinking it was such a fun party vibe. They've almost got like this little scene going somehow. I don't know quite how. And even the, I'm not sure you ever listened to the EP, the first EP. Um, mm. Even those were like some of the biggest, they went down the the best of the night. Um, and the other support acts came on stage and they were like partying and frolicking. Part of me had this weird thought of like, maybe this is like going to be the thing it's like their biggest shit, even though they're three very singular, separate songwriters. So hopefully you'll have another uh, chance in the future, similar to me with um, 
Lana Del Rey. I really hope that one day she she comes back here. Bless her. She was just announcing some more North American tour dates. And I'm like, come back here, Lana. Um, and yeah, James Acaster last night, which we could use to segue um, because yeah. we're, we're we're looking at his um, his album today, listening to his album. Do you want to practice saying the name of it? You got this. Party Gator Purgatory. Party Gator Purgatory. Fantastic. But, but before, before you move off last night, Please. was he doing his Heckler's Welcome? Yes, it was shtick. his Hel- okay. Heckler's Welcome tour. Um, yeah, so the thing about it is because I, I very last minute told you I managed to get a ticket. It was a standing ticket and um, it was fun and amazing. And the thing is, uh, he, he had four nights at the Roundhouse. Every wow. one of them sold out. And so just for a couple of weeks, I was refreshing the Roundhouse page. And um, one day it went from all sold out and waiting list to, and I, I don't know how many things you'd get on the waiting list for rather than just jumping on tickets. This is very in the weeds for ticket people, but people will like this. I do both. I do a tickets alert and I sometimes through the official website think, why not just go on a waiting list? So I was on the waiting list for this, but then I actually got an email last week and I tried to get us tickets. I was going to try and like, if you couldn't make it, I'd find someone else, but I know how much you like James Acaster too. So I got two tickets and then I was literally doing some work stuff on another tab while this is happening. Because you can imagine a sudden waiting list thing. You need to just jump on it. So I'm trying to stay present in my work on another tab and also get the ticket. And then guess what? I pick two. I get the date. Blah, blah, blah. I go through the end. And then like as it's processing order, it goes error. (laughs) And then and then no tickets came through. And then the whole next 24 hours was me emailing back and forth to the roundhouse. Like, if I don't have tickets, give me a refund. This is ridiculous. And they gave me a refund and it was just like there was lots of demand. Um, shout out to the Roundhouse for being a venue I like more than Christopher Anusis, But I need to say, what is... Go- I don't know if you find this. What is mm. going on with how I can't get in touch with you? I had a problem and then I went to your website. I went to just general Google, like Roundhouse contact, Roundhouse contact page. Roundhouse. I was emailing the membership part of the venue. This is a thing that sometimes venues and places, establishments suck at. The, the roundhouse for a venue I really, really like and rate and love, you do not do this well. <laughs> and then there was like, through somewhere on Google, there was like an email the roundhouse link. And I was like, great, finally, it's something general. And it took me to a page and it was like, this page no longer exists. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I think it was, <laughs> I can't remember what department actually got back to me and did refund me, but it wasn't anything to do with, I think it was like special needs access, which I feel... How are you though? Anyway, long story short, James A. Castor is really good at comedy, but is he good at the music, Christopher? Is he? Shall we get into a bit of that, eh? <laughs> we can do. We can do. <laughs> so, Party Gate to Purgatory. I think at the end of the last episode, I uh, gave a bit of context, but I'm very curious for how much I'm gonna I'm gonna try to genre label it. I'm very curious Go for on, how much because I've been trying to do it. I've been trying to do it all week. To be fair, I read one thing <laughs> online and it was just too. You know how it's like, how many things can you tag? So back when you and mm. I made more music, it was like, I can't remember what the sort of thing. Alternative. Alternative. Always shows alternative. Alt folk. folk. Yeah. <laughs> indie. You have to include indie. So this yeah. one, um, and I find it apt, experimental hip hop, which I'm happy with. I think that covers it kind of. I think you could throw jazz I in there. Really, I wanted to throw fusion in there. Ooh, okay. <laughs> 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 right, Mister Fifty Five Years Old. Fusion needs to get thrown in there. I Why agree. do I need to be fifty? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Fifty Five Years Old is what? Is using the word fusion and needing it to be in there? Is listening to music and thinking, "Why aren't they calling this fusion?" You're now fifty five years old. It's fine. In other ways, you're barely sixteen years old. But fusion, fusion is a subgenre of jazz. Sure, so that that's what it just. You know it, what? it feels very Dar- middle aged and crusty. Darius is rocking up next week. I'll go have a chat with him and, and find out if he's Darius Brubeck. Darius Brubeck. Can't just, yeah. You can't just you can't just throw in Darius's name into the chat and uh, not and not give some <laughs> yeah. context to the listener. Well, I have to give context now because hey, that's really the, fun. the listener knows about church jazz. I had a whole conversation about how I was hung over after church jazz. You did so, so basically Darius Brubeck's rocking back up, and I was rocking back up. I don't know if he's rocked up here before, but yes, he's rocking up to uh, do some church jazz, and I was in the Aylesbury Ends as we do. And I saw his name and I was like, Brubeck, Brubeck, Brubeck. And then I Googled it. And yes, Dave Brubeck is his dad and a very, very famous jazz guy. Take five is his classic signature joint, shall we call it? See, I can also uh, be 55 years old. And he is, uh, so he's his son and he's playing in uh, Aylesbury Church, which is just so wholesome and cute and awesome. But um, yeah, many, many years ago, my, my bright shining light for musical inspirations and shout outs and like 
wormholes and influences I would get into through him is Thomas Edward York. Tom York, lead singer, songwriter of Radiohead. And he loved Take Five by Dave Brubeck. So once I saw Darius Brubeck's name, uh, I can't remember the quote exactly, but what did I say? I was like, you can't possibly think I'm going to see an advertisement for a jazz musician who is the son of another jazz musician who Tom York recommended and not want to go to the thing. I think we're... Uh, you missed out, and he's playing a church in Aylesbury, and I'm not going to go. <laughs> he's playing a church in Aylesbury, and I'm not going to go. So um, shout out to that event for hopefully featuring on... So basically, all I was saying is fusion. Um, yes! Not 55. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but fusion of what? Experimental and hip-hop? Yeah, exactly. All right, well fusion. then... <laughs> if you have... said the 55-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, tell me. Um, so this is an album by a band called Temps, yep. which is a James A. Caster drumming man band sure i would <laughs> because, i would even use because the term because collective. He, he he shared he shared his stems as we found out last week on the show he shared his stems um, with lots of his favorite artists and assembled some sort of 40 plus strong collective to to work on them and uh and boy does it not sound like there are 40 people on this record <laughs> well uh, you know overall different people on different tracks maybe that's like a, a total thing did you do any sort of behind the scenes digging or did you come to a very cold and Oh. No, very cold. Just listen to it. Um, it had those weird, annoying um, song titles where they just cram words together, don't put spaces and <laughs> use brackets, and you're just like, you know, like Bonnie Vet. Where <laughs> well, specifically <laughs> just, 22 just numbers, a million. Numbers, letters. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Could be, you know, is this an album song? Shout out it... to your boy, by the way. I think he was wearing the very same 22 a million jacket that I bought off eBay for his gig last night at the Roundhouse, which is another thing. Like, God damn, you're just so cool and into cool stuff. Um, but yeah, the song titles are let alone featuring numbers mm. and like 10 different featuring artists per track. It's also like, yeah, the no spaces thing on um, the tape notes podcast he did, which is just a fascinating, awesome listen that I recommend to the listeners and we'll put in the show notes. He literally talks about how like one of the tracks is called at AT brackets moves or move. And he was like, that might be one of the worst titles ever. <laughs> like he says it in a proper James A. Castery <laughs> self-deprecating funny way. But he's like, and this is something we can relate to. He was like, for a while, I was just putting words to distinguish them nothing to do with the song just one was called app one was called bus whatever it is and then he you know he was like maybe i should call it app maybe i should call it moves i'm just gonna keep moves and brackets almost making fun of the whole different titles and par- brackets thing and then he just sort of kept it which is a so this must be the same way that elon musk came up with his children's names right <laughs> <laughs> wow that was good stuff <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're welcome i don't i can't remember what uh what? I'm on. I'm at the roundhouse tomorrow. So. <laughs> Doing your Elon Musk jokes, fantastic. So him and I've got many. Apparently, do you, did you hear? Apparently, the whole blocking thing, where he just threatened to stop people being able to block, was just because Grimes blocked him, or at least that was a rumor I saw, which is really, really funny. Which sounds a hundred percent correct. <laughs> and if it's not factually correct, it just feels correct and is funny, so we can enjoy it for a moment. But okay, so you're looking so, at the titles. Party the titles are all over the place. Purgatory. So one, one thing I wanted to say is yes. I need more time with this mm. album, mm. is what I want to say. Mm. A week and I think two full listens. I There's so much going on. Would you even the, use the, the word sprawling? I, I've got many words that I'd use. Um, so no. I think I've, I've, I think I've written written down that there was one song that I could almost class as conventional. Oh, jeez. I couldn't. Can you, can you remember which one? Um, the last song, Slow Return. Slow Return is, is my favourite. I don't know if I call uh, it conventional, but I do love it. Well, you know, it kind of almost has like a, a verse and a chorus almost. or something. But you, you do, you, it has a weird outro. Yes. Yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah. But it's nice that it stood out. So for me... Uh, just uh, quickly, because you shouted out that song, I just got a crowbar in. My my biggest takeaway from that album is as much as I love the adventurous nature of it, there's a specific artist that I knew of before on it. Not many of them I did. Loads mm. of them are new to me. But Yoni Wolf is on uh, two tracks. He's a rapper, um, hip-hop artist, and he's on Slow Return too. And that's like his uh, sort of rap. What's the other track he's on? Um, I think it was called If I Could Just. Oh, okay. Uh, is that what it's called? It's called If I Could Just, yeah. So he's got a very distinctive sort of uh, deep drawl kind of voice and whatever he's talking about on Slow Return just hit me right in the heart, man. Um, so I really liked, if anything, uh, yeah, I feel similar to you where I need more time if I'm going to super get into it. But I really liked how many different genres were getting thrown at me, how many different vibes. But of all the things to like really like hit the heart, the Yoni Wolf featuring tracks, 
if I could just the slow return really hit me into that fussy point where in the early stages of a relationship I'm like oh why didn't he just do the album why didn't you let me just get used to one rapper I don't listen to mm. enough rap to be able to distinguish everyone and get into it so an easier version for me might have just been like this one guy but hey I can go listen to his solo stuff to be fair but yeah, yeah. I um that was a conventional one the rest were quite all over the place yeah so well what I think what I struggled with mm. the first listen is I couldn't I couldn't just have it on and just sort of be doing something no. and just listening to music because there's so much going on. Mm. I sort of likened it to sort of turning on Radio 6 at 1am on a Wednesday and wow. just... <laughs> All you Radio 6 just people sort of, know what he's talking about, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you sort of switch it on and go, wow, <laughs> who? what's what's happening here? <laughs> like they've just let anyone the in the The vibes are experimental, just, I assume. Yes, right. pretty much, right. yeah. Um, and what I struggled with the first time around is just whenever I was listening to one of the songs and I was just getting in a groove mm. or something was happening. And James, by the way, mm. he he's not drumming, right? He's not this drummer. There's no way this is James Acaster pulling this shit. I'll, I'll, what was the song? Yeah. I've written it down. Yeah. Um, so at Moves, um, there's just sort of this ridiculous syncopated light drum beat with sort of hi-hats and cymbals mm. sort of going on, which, which is which is all I could liken it to is just some classic jazz drummer mm. and then there's this sort of beat rap poetry going mm. over the top of it mm. and I'm just, I was just sitting there going that can't be James that can't well, be that James Acaster well well I'll, I'll get I'll get into that in a moment uh but I just like you were you were almost about to finish your point about how like every time you'd get into a groove a bit I assumed it was gonna yeah. say and then suddenly blah it would change and there'd be other yeah. shit right <laughs> yeah basically yeah I'd be like cool 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 I think the only one that sort of kept it going was um party gate your RIP right which starts with like the grooviest of grooves is what I've written yeah down. yeah yeah the grooviest of grooves I like that yeah party gate with the grooviest of grooves and it's got this really nice little hook from this female vocalist yeah. sort of saying say you love me say you need me yeah. and I'm just sort of like yeah this this just keep this going keep mm. this going and there's a nice rap while the groove's still going i was like this is more actually this is probably more of a conventional song as well yes and then and then i'm pretty pretty sure then some crazy shit happens again or something probably yes but yeah and and i found that i i would think a song has ended and another song started and then i pick up the phone and go oh which song is this and i'll be like oh no i'm three minutes into a yeah 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 there was a lot of that if anything it kind of made me uh like think again about just the very concept of song like you just said i was listening to a song like are these songs these are like there's so many bits where you could i feel like you could have chopped and changed at different points they're definitely mm. <laughs> it sounds such a funny distinction it's like they're definitely tracks but like mm. it almost made me think like what do i need to classify something a song i guess a hook no you don't need a hook so like it's and the fact that yeah. um especially listening to it uh so just, just mm. it's kind of funny. So I was I was driving back from the beach yesterday, mm. and if you want to know what the definition of a pop song is, mm. listen to Miley Cyrus' "The Climb." Okay, because that is that, that, yeah. that just when you were sort of saying, "What is a song?" I was like, "That is what pop idol think a song is." Right, right, right. Because <laughs> it's literally like cookie cutter. Yeah, like. But then you, you sit there though? and go, it's a, it's a pretty good oh, song. There you go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing against their songs. You've got to love songs. And, uh... like, you know, like Will Young Evergreen, something like that. <laughs> wow. You don't know the song All Time Love. Let's talk about Will Young for 30 seconds. You, you shout out Evergreen, but we were in a cafe at like 5 a.m. the other week. Don't worry, listener. It's fine. And yeah. <laughs> in central London, because the only other one on Google that said it was open was not open. We were gutted. We were very disappointed. So we had to find another one. And All Time Love came on. Man told us to leave. Man told Man us, told to, us leave. to leave. Ridiculous stuff. There was two branches of it. Both of them were closed. They're both supposed to be open. Are you all right? Um, all Time Love came on in this other cafe and Christopher mm. didn't know it. And it's like, that's the Will Young banger. I'm going to go to town and go to bat for it another time. But now we're talking I mean, about... if you want to just pitch me a five-minute song for next I week. know, right? I feel like we're getting to that stage. I can dissect it for you. <laughs> hey, you know what? Based on how you feel about this album, part of me now, you know, I'm super confident, as you know, about how long we can talk about things. Part of me thinks that might be the shout because I'm kind of with you. Sometimes, like, I was listening to Big Thief again today and I was like, gosh, I made this guy listen to an hour and a half album in a week and then try and, like, have the takes and talk about it. It's a lot. So maybe a song might be the shout. Do you remember when we used to do song of the week? It might just be a song as a thing to pitch. But yeah, I love the example you were bringing up with him where like, okay, you found a groove I like. There's a beat I like. You're doing all kinds of cool stuff. There's a hook I like. And then, yeah, yeah whether it's you look up at the phone and it's like three songs ago now because things have changed. Um, <laughs> the thing that I find really interesting is in my head listening to it, This I don't know whether I'm advocating for listening to all the podcasts around it or telling you actually 
as with a lot of things, leave it, just experience the thing for itself. But like, mm. I kept imagining like a, a, a thing going on in a big room and people vibing and going crazy and you've got rappers and you've got beat poets and you've got, you know, jazz drumming. And then, you know, from listening to how he did it, it's super not that. It's a super lockdown project. Everyone's separated. He's chopping mm. and changing things. It would be like virtually impossible, as far as I can tell, to, to recreate it live. Um, yeah. And it's its own kind of creativity. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like live in the room is uh, superior moral morally. I prefer it. It's my it's more my jam a lot of the time. But uh, it was a different kind of vibe. So, yeah, it's interesting that now when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, he chopped and changed this, chopped and changed that. Um, basically, I feel like it almost like surprised you how much you almost liked it. It was just a bit too much to process. Yeah. And, and again, I think if I listen to it another couple of times, say this week, mm. I think I'll start, it will start to glue together. There's part of me that um, I think today mm. I was just, because I'd made a few notes on some of the songs and then I couldn't remember which one, which ones they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. I just went back to sort of skip through and I was looking at all the song titles in a row and I was like, is there like a, a story being told throughout all of these? Is Party Gator a character? Am I meant to be like, <laughs> if he's in purgatory, what's happening? Because one minute it says R.I.P., then it says resurrection. Yeah. And should I understand this? But then you tell me he just put at and moves next to each other and just glued it together and said that's the name of the song. So yeah, I was like, am I missing some sort of thread through all of these sort of songs? I don't know. Yes. Am I? But it doesn't am matter. Am I? But also it doesn't matter because the story is so convoluted. I love how he tells it. Why is he bleeding them toxins, Jeff? That's another one I wrote oh, down that I liked. By to the be way. fair, he almost <laughs> did, um, in terms of titles specifically, he almost did a bit of a Christopher Anousis titling this podcast where different rappers would give him different things. And he'd be like, oh, mm. okay. Like the first one, what was it called? Um, Look Alive, Play Dead. That was something yeah. the rapper, I think, Quelle Chris said on the rap. And he like, I like that. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. And then later he was and like, like, bleed them toxins is said on the rap as well. Right. So he... Do you know what's also said on one of the raps, Jeff? What's also said on one of the raps, Christopher? So on, in Party Gator Resurrection, mm. the rapper says these exact words, mm. wearing the blue suit from Punch Drunk He Love. said wearing the blue suit from Punch Drunk <laughs> Love. I thought of that when I, when I was listening. I was literally on the bus <laughs> listening to it for the full second time. I think it's Open Mike Eagle. I think that's his name. Let me double check because I do want to shout him out. Open Mike Eagle. Yeah. He said that line. And I was like, see, this sometimes... I had a realization. Sometimes this is the difference between me not getting hip hop and me getting hip hop. It's just your frame of references. If I was listening yeah. to like Eminem and he's shouting out some more Simpsons episodes and like Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> films, I'm like, yeah, boy. But like so much, at least mainstream rap is mainly, as far as I can tell, shouting out brand names of expensive clothes and alcohol and sportswear. I don't know. Whereas... <laughs> Like, the, basically, he did corner the market for this album of, like, more experimental indie hip-hop people who just have mm. a bit more off-kilter references. So that sort of shit. I was like, yeah, the blue suit from Punch Drug Love, let's go. Like, I popped for that big. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what made me think, like, this is, as much as it is a lot to take in, this might just be my shit when it comes to hip-hop. And it's like, it definitely feels like the sort of album that opens a door of, like, hey, when it comes to the hip-hop genre, there's a lot more cool shit in here for you to find out i think that might be james aicaster's dream of like even if this was a lot you like find a few people you like like i now have a very renewed like i need to look into yoni wolf i need to find his solo stuff i need to see what's going on there so i think he'd be uh happy about but that you're trying to complete the simpsons i don't know how you're gonna do all of this in like one year oh yeah well there's no time frame <laughs> on it the simpsons completing thing yeah that that took a break this week it's tough going you know what i did i don't usually do i pressed play and i got two minutes into it and i was like you know what the other thing i was watching let's watch that this is a lot you can't just it was like i had to like how many windows do you have open at any one time well no this the whole point is that i was like i ref i don't actually have it in me to do the 90 to 95 percent attention span i'd rather put it on something i can have 30 percent attention on and be doing something else and get angry with it. <laughs> Christopher earlier said something that really made me laugh about watching something else. He said I was giving it thirty percent attention and I still got angry about it just because he was really he was he was in his he was in his hater era saying that because mm. sometimes sometimes he hates so well. You haven't hated on this one, but what are your scores? I think that's the thing we have to get to. Even though I feel well, like you have to... other points. 
Oh, Jeff, you know what we did? What did we do? We did it again. 30 we second games coming later. Everyone's here. No, Everyone's it's not. getting it. Everyone's no, getting... they're not getting okay, it. Between, between... No one knows. What if it's a new listener? We've been reviewing an what album. If it's a new... Okay, let, new listener. Let's talk directly to the new listener. New listener, hi, welcome. We're reviewing an album. And <laughs> you're enjoying it if you have stuck with us so far. Either A, you're enjoying it, or B, you're like full of... You're just a big James A. Carson nerd. It's a big James A. Carson nerd, or C, you just can't be bothered to switch up what you've chosen to listen to, and you're just sitting there like comatose, like, oh, I hate these guys. Fair enough. Hey, we'll try and switch it around and, and brighten up for you. And maybe when we do the 30-second game between our reviews, it'll make you go, huh, okay, now that I get the show a bit more, I'm going to give the second half a try. But let's wrap up our review. Unless you have any other points, let's let's get into some scores. All right, let me look at my notes. Let me look at my notes. I made the reference to Radio City. While you're looking at your notes, let me just say to I the said that I said, I said that I, le- I said that I liked Bleed Them Toxins. You did say I, that. Uh, While you're looking a I bit more it. quietly, maybe, I will say to the listener that um, there my is... My bit was reading my notes to the oh, listener. Oh, sorry, is that your bit? Please, continue. That was bit. my bit. Okay, do the bit. Okay, so a party game RIP. I liked the... The listener's like, I like this bit. I said that bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned the blues. It's a bit of a behind-the-scenes uh, bit. I said I've written. I also wrote down, "Give me them stems. I want them stems, Jeff. Okay. I want them stems. Right. So I can do some stuff." Um, the bit I continues. Said no return was a conventional song, um, and yeah, the song ended, but they were still going, and you're in the middle of the song. Got it. Cool. Done. <laughs> I'm up to date. He gets <laughs> gets stressed about we have another thirty second game, but then literally wants to read you his notes, bullet point for bullet point. But yeah, there is my bit. There's a good bit. There's a vague <laughs> party gator thing of. He had a party gator. You know what? What is a party party gator? <laughs> it's, it's a it's a big ass alligator toy who looks like he goes to parties that he won as a child. Okay, <laughs> and then for many many years he kept it at his house, and then he moved out, and like his parent, he, he took it to all his different places he lived, and then one day he had a girlfriend. He was like, "Can you not? We're already in a very small flat." So he gave it to some friends. It meant a lot to him. The same year he got it, I'm starting. It's all coming back now. The same year he got it, he started learning drums. So he connected it with this like sort of childhood, getting into music thing, and very. Where is it now? Sorry. Oh, now? trust me, you don't want to hear it. There's a very vague sort of thing that he gave to all the musicians on the album because it started off as a parody for a comedy series where he was gonna make fun of musicians who do this, uh, comedians who do this rather, and he was gonna be a comedian who tries to go into music. And it was going to be a parody show for the BBC. And he was going to use yeah. this party gator thing, which was real life, as one of the sort of plot points. And then the TV series fell through and he was like, actually, I'm getting back into my music now. I'm going to do this properly. And just to have some sort of vague structure, the party gator, he lost it. He got it back. And that was like a thing he would sort of vaguely tell the rappers. It was quite funny how he describes it. He'd be like, so, yeah, there's this sort of like party gator thing going on where the party gator dies and comes back to life. But, like, you don't really have to talk about it. But if you want to, you can. Like, he really describes well on these podcasts that I'll link to in the show notes, um, tape notes mainly, and then also the TalkHouse um, podcast. The TalkHouse podcast is always great because artists talking to each other. It's less polished, but he talks to a couple of the collaborators on the album, so it's a lovely listen. But he talks about how he really learned on this album the idea of, like, he would give some notes to be involved. It's basically he made an album with his favourite musicians. So he was just banning out and being so gassed about what they would produce but what you know he's involved in directing in a sense so he'd give them stuff but then if they gave him different stuff back that he wasn't expecting for the most part he would roll with it rather than like no the thing i asked for was this and he said like that taught him quite a lesson about creativity of like rolling with what you get rather than like being like really stuck in the first thing you asked for and that's why it was quite a loose framework that if you didn't Mm. know about before doesn't really matter it's just cool like art and funny words really um I think so. What do you think my scores are? Yeah, great, exactly. <laughs> the listener is like, I'm going to need a 30 second game to explain this whole scores thing. I think your scores were four because you were like, James Acaster, music. I like when Jeff gives me music. I think it was three during because you were like, there's lots of cool musical things going on during this, but I don't know where everything is and what's going on. And then I think it was three after because, like, you might go down this rabbit hole and try it again more, but it is a lot. So I'm going for four in anticipation, three for enjoyment during, and three for reflecting on it afterwards. Close. Ah, oh, I thought I had a perfect score. It's been a while. Which one was off? It's been a while. My anticipation wasn't a four. It was a. Th- it was a three. Threes across the board. Threes across the board. So it was a three in anticipation because I didn't jump on it straight away, mm. and I left it, and then I panicked, and then still didn't jump on it. And did you probably... see the running time and still like put you off jumping on it? 
<laughs> running time didn't help. No, it didn't. 54 <laughs> minutes for the dear listener who is getting curious and has now put off. I apologize. It's a tough one. Yeah. Running times are tough. And then when I did start listening to it, because of where it, because of how much was going on, I struggled to enjoy it. And but I still enjoyed it. Yeah, no, so no, there, yeah. it was a bit. So that's why I was, it was kind of threes. And then in retrospect, I say three because I need more time. Yes. So I don't feel like I've got a true retrospect score. Like ask me again in a year, I'll be in a year, and I'll be like this freaking OK computer or some shit. Sure, sure, you know? sure. But but you know it what? was just it's good threes to, across the board. Threes across the board yeah. is solid, and it's good to reflect on that actually because the amount we do try and squeeze in sometimes. OK Computer is like one of our formative albums we both fell in love with in our teen years, blah, blah, blah. But like almost the bit of that that signals it out to me is that it wasn't uh, I listened to it the first time and thought, hey, great. Like, if anything, I was more flummoxed. And then it took a while. It was a slower burn, which happens sometimes. But then it ended up being the most deep, enduring love I probably have for an album. And that, if anything, it's... Speaks- is it still number one on Q? <laughs> number one on Q? Yeah, Q Magazine used to always have it. As oh, like, yeah, I mean, probably. It's like IMDb having ever. a Shawshank Redemption at one. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It's number one in my heart. Mm. And yeah, the idea of just being flummoxed at first listen, kind of a good thing. Maybe not a good thing when you need to review it in a week and give it some scores. But in general, it might be a really good thing. It sounds like it might be for you too. But um, switching up to think about how uh, you're putting things off <laughs> and you're like, hey, I don't know how I, I feel about giving uh, being given this to review and all kinds of mixed emotions when watching something hey i'm enjoying parts of it hey i'm i'm getting a bit overwhelmed by other parts of it let's talk about the mm. pilot for gossip girl before we do please um we're going to take a quick 30 second break well, what we're going to do during that quick you're 30 gonna, second break you're going to just quickly explain to new listeners um what the podcast that is seems like a really really <laughs> short truncated amount of time to explain the whole podcast do you really think i can do it for you it is yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not mr i finish with time to spare am i okay uh, i could yeah. try so yeah, we we could try, but we've also, we've taken longer than thirty seconds to explain what the thirty second game is. So you've got thirty seconds, starting from three, two, one, go. Okay. Note to producer Christopher first. That was the title of the show, the thing you just said. Um, so this show is basically reviewing things. We're like reviewers. So I review a thing. My partner reviews a thing. We give each other things to review. We score them on this scale of anticipation enjoyment during and reflecting on it afterwards we guess each other's scores as sort of how well do you know your your partner kind of vibes because in some ways ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages we are partners oh podcast partners but that's sweet do you want to listen to a sweet podcast listen to this one <laughs> okay gossip girl <laughs> <laughs> i have to apologize jeff or <laughs> for giving you this <laughs> Hey, I did. I haven't rewatched it. I can't remember any of it. Yeah, I know the characters and I know where they end up. Yeah, and that's about it. Okay. And I remember having a good time in the latter series of this show. Um, I didn't oh. actually watch the first series. I think I jumped in. Oh, maybe this is, there's two lots of revelations here. It. Hold on a minute. So, let alone you didn't watch it for this week, you might not have ever seen this episode. I think I have seen this episode once. Okay, but have you? Wa- maybe you've watched a lot of this show. A lot of this show. And this this is basically the inspiration was me giving you Sex and the City. Correct? Um, like, why? Why? Sure. <laughs> why? I think I, I, got, I got hung up on voiceovers and, and narrators last week. Oh, okay. It was a thing. Yeah. And I was like, you need Kristen Bell. Oh, okay. Something. Okay. Not um, Sarah Jessica. What's her face? Parker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, should, should I... Um, yeah, shall so I, um, I, I don't know the, if shall I read that blurb. Yeah, that I, found? Yeah. I don't know if the listener will find this interesting. I do. I went straight to the Wikipedia for this episode. Christopher went to IMDb. Make of that what you will. I went to Google. <laughs> you went to Google, which took you to IMDb, and I went straight to Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm a big Wikipedia guy. I don't know how the people out there feel. I feel like I used to be an IMDb guy. I barely go to IMDb anymore. I don't know why. I just don't. Know, I don't like the way it looks. I'm very used to the way. Is it? Wikipedia is it because Amazon own it? Uh, sure. Yeah. Let's just make. Let's let's let that be the reason. Whereas Wikipedia is the free encyclopedia. Free the people. Um, you were reading the blurb off of IMDb. Yes. Well, I'll read it off uh, Wikipedia. The word was one. sorry. Episode one okay. of Gossip Girl. Yes. Where Serena Vander Woodson has returned from boarding school. I mean, pause right there. Hold on a minute. Because that, I laughed a lot watching this and not in a, <laughs> not in a mean way. I don't way. know if you're meant to. Huh? 
I don't know if you were meant to. Oh, no, no, no. A little. A little. They know what they're doing. Serena Vander Woodson. This is a lot. This is a lot. But yes, yeah, sorry. Do go on. People have names, Jeff. People do have names. I made the note that like, <laughs> their, their name made me laugh. And I was like, people have names. But like, that's just a lot of a name. Do go on. Serena Vander Woodson <laughs> has returned from boarding school mysteriously. Yeah. Although welcomed by most, her ex-BFF Blair Waldorf is less than pleased to see her. The blonde beauty who everyone will be looking at. What? Jealousy is only the beginning. Are you doing the trailer? Yes. What's the vibe? <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, that's that's episode one. Does that, so does that ring a, ring a bell? Bring back just the, the show in general I know to who you? Serena is you know, and I know who Blair Waldorf right, is. So let me walk you through a bit of what I went through. Um, Go on. <laughs> what you went thought, so like this dad reunites with a daughter and son in an airport and there's something where he's him and his wife are on a break or something. And... It's like, how are you? He says to uh, the kids, and the kids go, "Good." And are we going? Are we going scene by scene? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The kid, I need to. I need to pinpoint this. The kids are like, "It's the boy and a girl, a son and a daughter." The, the guy's like, "Good." The girl's like, "Fine." They look at each other. Fine, good, good, and fine. That's like okay, like we're having trouble communicating. And I was like, "Is this stilted fucking shitty acting going to be like for forty minutes of this shit?" I was really angry at the beginning. I was like, "That's, like, that's what I was like with Sex in the City for half an hour." That's that's really funny because I don't I don't know what it is that about Sex in the City that I almost found it like funny and charming. Whereas at the start of this, I was like, "I'm mad. I'm watching this. What is this?" And then the idea the idea of this very um, attitude heavy gossip girl narrator who I can't figure out if it's going to be... Uh, this. I'm coming in super cold to this show. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't figure out if it's going to be like a How I Met Your Mother like actual plot point that you need to find out who the gossip girl is. But basically, she seems to be like some sort of social um, observer of a very rich group of young kids and all the comings and goings of their social group. Fantastic, great. So anyway, at the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is very stilted and, and uh, just that's that's the main word I'm going to use here. And then I get that annoying thing that I'll get sometimes of like, this is a genre that I found another show that fits in my heart already, which is Dawson's Creek. And it's just like, it's making me nostalgic for that show. To be honest, the first mm. 10 minutes was all like, where's just James Vanderbeek and where's just Katie Holmes and Michelle Williams? Can't we be doing this properly? Um, Joshua Jackson, where are you, my guy? But then things kept happening. Some of these things were songs and it, it reminded me of our uh, chat the other week about how like it's funny that we always call ourselves and pride ourselves on being 90s babies. Right. When the more songs that played in this, um, especially I popped big for um, Hang Me Up to Dry by Cold War Kids. Um, and I looked at when the episode came out, 2007. And I was like, oh, OK, this is the actual era where we were like very like on it and listening to stuff and discovering stuff. And so there is an actual like a bit more of a conscious nostalgia rather than like a, oh, vaguely childhood 90s, sure. You know, this mm. is actually like, this was my era. Like, I know this stuff. They played an Amy Winehouse song, um, that Young mm. Kids song. I mean, even Akon with the song Don't Matter during a club scene. I was like, I remember this being like the mainstream pop music. Um, uh, what else? Uh, there was, oh, and another, uh, Justin Timberlake, What Goes Around. Bruh, that mm. song started playing and I was like, if he just kept putting Banger, out right? bangers like this, like this guy would be the, <laughs> the actual new king of pop. He just couldn't quite, I don't know. And then He went to movies, man. Something. He did something. And then uh, The Way I Are by Timberland started. And I was like, hold on. I don't know if you would know the story behind this, but like, I was like, that's sexy back. It was literally, sort of. I don't know if it's yeah. like a remix. It was like, yeah. And all the stuff. And I was like, oh, where's, when's, when's Justin coming? And then it went to a whole no, other. Timberland produced Justin. Right, but it feels like it was the exact same. Okay. I don't know if it's a... Anyway, so that's my ignorance for some of the standouts. Can I just say, very as I'm talking, I just had a very uh, long-time friend who know each other for decades have occasional moments like this, and I want one to be on the podcast. I have a memory of being at the Hammersmith Apollo and being sat there waiting for Dylan Moran because we have seen him more than once before. I'm still, mm -hmm. you're, you're not with me on this, but I'm saying this. And I played you... Um, something is not right with me by cold war kids at before this gig and you're like yeah kind of cool it was one of the few times like i have these memories of like please listen to a song you can't always do that now we do that all the fucking time with this and podcast. this 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 is this is yeah this is basically what we did before we had this podcast yeah this is, was, just to, listen to this thing and like it please please so like it's just a funny memory that as i say hang me up to dry came up and really popped me 
that is a band that and props to them they're still going i need to to check them out but like i was really really into mm. them in those 2000s um so okay so so, so two kids arrive at an airport <laughs> and you like some of the songs yeah so cool. two kids arrived at an airport annoyed the shit out of me and then i started liking the <laughs> their songs. music happened the music happened but no to be fair as as it kept going there's this whole thing of serena or as the gossip girl annoyingly calls her and they call each other s and blair b Ugh. they're like covering each other and there's something about how they're best friends but something has, has happened and serena got with her boyfriend nate it turns out there's a really funny flashback of that's uh of like serena and nate like getting down and dirty and then like the camera pans up to this chuck character who's watching mm. and he's like ah, oh, look at you guys like doing stuff <laughs> it's like really made that was one of the moments that just really made me laugh he was just literally watching like what a perv with this big old smile on his face but anyway i really like the blair character is interesting to me she seems pretty and really good at acting and i'm like where have you gone because blake lively i know but i don't know where mm. this girl has gone that's a very classic teen drama thing too that you keep seeing these faces you're like you almost went and had a big huge career but not quite in the way that maybe you thought you would it's always funny who mm. becomes the so pen badgley became the big standout i guess because he's on you now and people know his face yeah, but there was like a decade in between right fair enough fair enough um, yeah but the girl who plays blair i like and there's this whole vibe of like we're best friends but also you ran away and then you came back yeah. and you got with my boyfriend and now you're not allowed to talk to him but he's in love with you and then nate breaks up with blair, <laughs> blair. if you don't know gossip girl trust me look how it, it kind of got me i was like oh this is kind of fun nate wanted to break up with blair he confessed to blair that he got with serena but then Nate's dad is doing some sort of business deal that's important that he stays with Serena. <laughs> so that scene made me laugh so much. His dad and him went for a run. He was like, don't break up with her. And the boy's like, why? He's like, oh. Business. Yeah, something about business. <laughs> I didn't quite follow, but it made me laugh a lot. It was just very cheesy, but like I started getting into it. And then here's the bit where like I might, you know, when you offer up a thing and it's like, mm. this is... There is a part of me that likes melodramatic teen dramas. <laughs> it's just fun. American too. I was thinking this is one thing that the English can't do. And then you throw money in. This is why. This is where I'm at. It's like so this is where I'm like. Daw this is why last week I said Dawson's Creek meets. You did succession. say Dawson's Creek meets succession. It's melodrama teen yeah. stuff. But also like high but, society but with rich families. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, here's the thing. The Upper East Side. The Upper East Side, my guy. Here's the thing. Firstly, none of the actors have quite made me fall for them the way I have fallen for Dawson's Creek. And that, I feel like that might be part of why you fall There's for There's only something. one James Van Der Beek. This is true. There's only one uh, Joshua Jackson too, which is uh, just whether Joey's going to get with Dawson or Pacey is still like, <laughs> it means a lot to me. That sounds really weird. But it means a lot to yeah, me. Yeah, but we're all happy she ends up with Pacey. We're not. I'm saying. Let's we not get into this right now. <laughs> 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 We're going to do the finale of Dawson's Creek for next week. I've decided. Great. Pitch spoiled. Um, but can I, so I think that is a big thing with falling in love with a TV show. It's almost like your chemistry with the actors. I haven't quite got there yet. And here's what I think is the difference maker. Who made me laugh the most in this episode? A weird character called Chuck. Chuck's whole thing <laughs> seems to be being the worst person ever. Right? Okay. But... You grow to love Chuck, is all I'm saying. Well, here's the thing, is that you don't in episode one. <laughs> well, you don't in episode one, Well, in episode all. one, he had a line, and I had to. I haven't made notes for quite a while, but there's something... He was, I've read them all. You put them on the shared he's, doc. He's, uh, <laughs> he's talking about Serena being pretty. There's something wrong with that level of perfection. It needs to be violated. And you're like, jeez, will you chill out? Um, and then uh, later he starts um, trying to sexually assault a young lady to put it as politely as i can um and then, and then the brother comes and defends her and he's like leave me alone it's a party things happen <laughs> <laughs> and then serene is part of the just get out of here chuck and he's like your life is over slut don't forget i know everything <laughs> it's just do you know what it reminded me of it was like He's like an Avengers-style villain in a teen drama. He's just like, I want to rape people and like demean them and objectify them and just be horrible. And somehow I, ha I also have like lots of friends. But also, like I'm constantly just chatting shit and being the worst person ever. <laughs> and to be honest, maybe it's a thing that's dated it. It totally makes sense to me if this sh show survives for more than one season that you end up loving him. But my style is a bit more pacey from Dawson's Creek. It'd be a bit of a 
tear away, a bit of a rogue, but like very, very charming. This guy, so far, zero fucking charm, just the worst. And in if this show came out today, I don't think what he does in this episode leaves room to actually get redeemed and be charming. Like he's really bad. No. Yeah, he is really bad. This is a very this is a very deep episode one, to be Do fair. Do you reckon? Yeah. I, I yeah. listen, I really was in my feelings at the start. I really came round. Um but he had banger one-liners. So in this I can't hate. If he if he delivered it with a bit more charm, there was a bit more redemption to his character, I might be won over in a way of like I'm look I'm actually Let's just blame the director. It's not his fault. Well, <laughs> no, it's not even a it's not even necessarily yeah. this is just my flavour of Yeah. Yeah, I I I just I've got a pacey archetype in my head of like the slightly roguish, rebellious one who somehow has a good heart and this guy does just seem like a villain. So he talks about um one of the characters is like a bit stressed about having sex with his girlfriend for the first time or something. And of course you talk to Chuck about it because Chuck gets that. He gets feelings. Um, and he's like, <laughs> and like, I think the other guy's like, <laughs> he's like, Hey Chuck, have you ever like thought sometimes like our lives are already like sort of planned out for us. And like, we're just going to be like our, our parents. Like the way he says it, it's just so morose. And like, <laughs> I just laughed already. And then Chuck is like, easy, Socrates. What we're entitled to is a trust fund. And you're also entitled to tap that ass. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> we all need friends like these if we're rich kids who are trying to like, like actually sift through our moral judgments of situations. You just need your friend to be like, shut the fuck up, bro. Be rich and fuck people. Like, okay, cool. Um, oh, and Blair's mum also had a really funny line. Okay, so a part of what works for me with this show is leaning into the soap opera elements and just being quite cheesy with archetypal characters. So the mum of Blair seems to be that pushy mum who wants her to look better than she does and like wear this dress, not that dress, do this with your hair, not that. And she actually said the line, Blair, you'll never be more thin, happy and beautiful than you are. I just want you to make the most out of it. And that's quite a sad line to me because it's like part of it comes from love and wanting to protect her. But it's also very sad of like, you're young, quickly go get eyes on you and attention and social currency. Bro, it won me over. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know if I'm watching episode wow. two in a, in a hurry, but there's a guilty pleasure part of me that had fun with this. Um, and I did recognize in myself that part of why I wouldn't have watched the show before is I was like, I am a Dawson's Creek guy, not a whatever this is guy. But then sometimes it's like, why do I need to just be one or the other? Exactly. I think you know of this feeling because I'm not sure if you've heard of there's these other companies out there that put on these sports entertainment type shows like I think World Wrestling Entertainment and All Elite Wrestling people seem like they have to decide between the two and actually you can just enjoy the thing both, both. you can enjoy, enjoy all, you can enjoy all kinds of things maybe you don't have room in your day to do both all the time but uh, I might but by god do we try by god do we try <laughs> specifically and also I'm not I'm not saying it's it's locked in yet but I might be a Gossip Girl guy and you never take away Dawson's Creek fuck, from being... Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> well, I don't know if this makes a big difference to the scores necessarily, but, but we'll see. Um, I think I've gone through all my show notes, except one other thing. The Kiss on the Lips party being the name of the party is fucking hilarious. The Kiss on the Lips party. I'd be at that party going like, so... <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, and a lot of the stuff. I thought I thought you were going to make a COVID joke. But okay, <laughs> a lot of the stuff was um, very current. It seemed to me like the pictures of Serena, like she's back, and then it flipped to like all these girls like looking at their phone, like ooh ooh ooh, and then later like you're seeing it, and it's like pictures on a flip phone. Like it's really funny how in some ways it's very current, but all of this is on flip phones rather than smartphones, which just yeah. makes it super dated and did remind me of parts of um, Sex and the City too. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've got some scores for you. I've got some scores. So anticipation yeah i had a two correct um, so far okay yeah so i thought you weren't that keen <laughs> <laughs> um enjoyment i thought you would enjoy oh. some of the um one-liners the the cheesiness the just the whole teenage drama side of it yeah. um so i had it as a three uh -huh. correct it was a four. Oh fuck off i know <laughs> wow Okay, fine. So and we're both wait, wait. Wrong. we're both one off right now, right? So the winner gets determined by this. If he nails it, it's a draw. Yeah, I, I, I would change it now okay. based on what you said. Okay. But I had a two in retrospect. Oh, it was a three. It was a three. yeah. Oh, first win in a while. Thank you and thank you, Gossip Girl, giving me a good time. It turned out. Um, I really like how you said <laughs> you just said two because you weren't keen, and I was like, that's a that's a classic <laughs> cultural content consumption appraisal hour trope at the moment. Pictures yeah. not. I, had a, I, had a, I thought you'd enjoy it, so I gave you an enjoyment score. 
That's really fucking funny. Um, okay, so uh, we're back on the board. Um, the show notes today will include the Wikipedia page for the pilot episode. Listen, I had fun. I feel like there's a few people out there. It's funny, depending on what you like, you might be like me when I listen to a review podcast where I get slightly uh, defensive of the thin- thing I like. So if at the beginning you were really angry with me for getting annoyed, <laughs> I came around and this might be a show that features again on the show because like, especially... I've, I've kind of wanted to do a rewatch. Of course I've got. Um, but yeah, but never really got around to it. Yeah. Well, um, listen. Just I'm... one to see if it holds up. They tried to reboot it, Jeff. No, they didn't. They did. And, then, reboot and then what happened? There. I don't know if it survived. Oh, okay. But I think it still had Kristen Bell as the narrator. So I'm not sure. Interesting. As Gossip Girl, but yeah, just just so you, the whole thing of this whole this whole series, and you don't find out right until the very end of all of it, oh. is who Gossip Girl is. That's a spoiler about a thing. He's not going to spoil, ladies and gentlemen. That is what just happened. Also, I just got an email from you. It's not really a spoiler. You get you get it. Well, I thought maybe you, you find out in the next episode. So no. I just got an email that you accepted the invite for this Google meeting. So I'm glad to see. You. <laughs> Right, so yeah. um, you got a pitch pitches, for me? Pitches, I do have a pitch for Let's you. Go. So, um, on Sunday, um, some uh, some techno that we both know, mm. um, called Cory Doctorow, was on a podcast that I've been listening to for God knows how long. It's guess been how for long? Eighteen years. I've, it's, sorry, if it's been running, guess how long? If it's been running for eighteen, how many of those do you reckon? I guess. At least 12, That's 13 fantastic. of them, I That's think. I've probably great. been listening to it. There's a weekly tech show called This Week in Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a guest host on there talking about his uh, book that he's released called Choke Point Capitalism. Choke Point Capitalism. Um, which is basically a book about big tech companies and how they um, ensure that you, the service that they provide, take Facebook, for example, is just shit enough it was just good enough that nobody leaves it and everybody stays on it but it's still shit that we all moan about it and hate it but they they find that way of keeping you in because leaving would be too difficult but yet you put up with the crap and the ads they throw you and they make it as worse as possible so that you don't leave it's 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 a very weird thing but i think that's basically what it's about the social dilemma Um, how yeah kind (laughs) of um and like you know how we all complain about amazon but we all still use amazon and it's all that sort of thing um, however, on the day before he came on that show, mm. he received a phone call where he was told that the next episode of Futurama, which is being aired mm. this week. Oh, hold on. You're swerving um, me. Are you doing a pitch where I you am start swerving with a thing you. and then you go to a I'm day? swerving okay. you. The episode of Futurama that's being aired this week is based on his book. Um, no way. That's so, so fucking yes. cool. So let's give a bit more context. It's Christopher's, I mean, I go as far as to say it's one of your favorite if not your favorite podcast you listen to what's the name of it again yeah i always get confused this week in tech this week in tech well it, there, there's two by the same company there's mac break weekly and then there's this week in tech which right. are two shows and cory doctorow has been on it before he's like this writer he also writes fiction but he writes a lot about technology and politics in a way um i've got a few of yeah. his fiction books i really rate him and like him and i think on be real uh, a few months ago now you saw me attending a lecture he gave yeah and like you were like oh i know that guy from this week in tech yeah so i was thinking you'd already sent me a link to him being on the show i'm not necessarily that's not what you're pitching it's the new no, episode i'm not of pitching Futurama you the show that he's on based it's on the his new episode book of... yes right. so on that show right at the start he said he said that he just received a phone call basically saying that the episode of future armor which aired this week in america and got dropped today on disney plus mm. in the uk which is called the episode is called "Related to Items You Viewed." Oh, <laughs> and let's let's just let's just give one more tiny bit of context. Huge Simpsons fans, I think the the listeners might know, but also very huge Futurama fans. And it's just recently, for either the second or third time, come back f- from it's ca- it's been cancelled four times. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is his fifth <laughs> resurrection, maybe, and it's back again. Yeah. And so far, week to week, we haven't been chatting about it much actually, but week to week, I have been catching up. And I've been loving it. Uh, You've been watching every I've episode been watching every so far? episode so far, yeah. Oh, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I've, I you? watched the first episode of the season and I watched this episode this morning. Okay. So I've missed I've missed episodes two, three, and four. Catch so you would have watched this episode regardless. Yeah, exactly. I would have regardless. <laughs> but this is so this is one of those uh, pictures you might be able to guess the score of um, in terms of anticipation because, yeah, it was already on my list. Uh, so that's great. Okay. Um, with that said... I'm watching a Futurama episode for next week. I'm happy about that. You, my friend, 
are watching a documentary. It is from the year 2008. And are you ready for this? A runtime of 81 minutes. Let's go runtime. My 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 eyes just. I know, up. right? Um, it... What's it with docs this season? By the way, season two, you just. Oh really? Docs. I can't I even remember. Like what was the other, what was the other yeah. doc? All the other docs. <laughs> name a doc. Can you name Blues any doc, doc that has ever been made? <laughs> the blues documentary you made me watch. <laughs> I mean, you almost named Mark it. Yeah. Scorsese and the blues. What well, feels um, like going home? That's fair. That's fair. It's another. Oh, actually, you know what? Fair criticism. It's another music documentary. I don't know how it came up in my. Uh, algorithm but there's something about uh what i was watching that made i was really looking forward to watching the finale of dawson's creek by the way but it's fine (laughs) i mean trust me maybe you were but do you even want to glance (laughs) a guess at the running time it is feature length fucking shit uh it is at least dawson's creek oh mate let's i mean let's have a look it's called must come to an end oh i love it so much oh maybe you're right (laughs) Don't don't catch me and uh, let me. No, eighty-one minute music. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> it's called Must Come to an End. <gasps> it's free on ITVX. Wow! Wow! I ain't watching that with adverts. Oh my gosh! Oh, now I'm looking at pictures of it. Oh, my heart is breaking already. Okay. How can your heart break? <laughs> Pacey and Joey end hey, up together. Listen, it's shut the... your dirty mouth. Don't they go off in a boat or something together in the end? One hour forty-one minutes. So... Wow, <laughs> that's like a movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched it at the time. But the documentary you're going to watch is called Anvil. <laughs> the story of Anvil. And whether you've seen it before... You wrote that in the Google I did, because who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's a 2008 Canadian rockumentary about the Canadian heavy metal band Anvil. And either oh my God. You, you've seen it and heard of it, or you haven't. Nope. And you're going to really enjoy it because um, a specific uh, friend of mine back in the day was like, you have to watch this film. And I was like, I have no interest in heavy metal at the time i hadn't done our metallica episode yet so i didn't even feel an element of uh, charitable generosity towards the genre i was like leave me alone with that genre not my sort of shit and then i watched it and actually it feels like it's a movie about more than just heavy metal um so i really uh, i was like if christopher hasn't seen this he needs to if he has already i really want to hear what he thinks about it so that's your pitch today but you're quite right i mean must come to an end ah missed opportunity <laughs> Um, hey, it's not the end of the season yet, so still, still could show up. But um, what, what of the keywords I read from the uh, Wikipedia entry had you, had you groaning? Canadian heavy metal. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, okay, we'll see how we go. Can I ask another question? <laughs> Why did you write Radiohead art in the Google Doc? Oh, <laughs> what was that about? I think, um, I think... Was it related to Gossip Girl? No, it wasn't related to Gossip Girl. I think uh, <laughs> we could have this chat on the podcast if you like. I think uh, they're doing another Tom York and Stanley Donwood exhibition that I got tickets cool. for. And I think the last time I got... Of course you did. And the last time I got tickets for it, I asked you to come and you were like, no thanks. So I got tickets again <laughs> and we're just going to have that conversation again. <laughs> we can do it on the podcast <laughs> if you like. Would you like to come? Why do you need tickets to an exhibition? I don't know. I think it's uh, pretty popular. Cool. You want to come? How, how long is it running for? One of the tickets for? Uh, I mean, just answer. <laughs> like you know what the answer is already. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a week off. Oh, that's I could true. Come. It's like October or something. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's very I'm, in advance. I'm busy. In, I'm busy in October. <laughs> yeah, fair. it's to do. I think it's like based off the artwork for the smile, a light for attracting attention. So a lot of the stuff they collaborated on around that. Um, oh, big colors. There was a lot of big colors. There was a the lot artwork. of big colors. Maybe I should have just recommended an exhibition or a painting. <gasps> when the cultural content consumption appraisal hour does a painting, that's when we've really either jumped the shark or... I mean, I've seen the Mona Lisa. What did you think? Three in anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, yeah, three in enjoyment, four in retrospect. <laughs> I give that a two for enjoyment. I don't get it, to be quite honest with you. I don't, I don't know, there was a long queue and I couldn't get really close. <laughs> The I, the irony being everyone taking pictures of it, and I, even I did it. Dude, I, don't even know why I was going to say what? the second you said the irony is other people. I was going to say full disclosure. Every time I'm at ex- an exhibition these days, I am both taking photos of the art and going, "What are you doing?" Like, but I can't stop it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I kind of want to maybe remember I, this. I later. think I have a selfie with this half grinning, <laughs> half frowning woman, and I don't know why. <laughs> a Mona Lisa selfie is making me pop right now. That's really funny. Um, lots of titles to choose from this week. I look forward to it. <laughs> yes. um, and listen, I might, I might, 
I kind of have to go because there's a Gossip Girl season one episode two waiting for me, bro. Part of me is very tempted right now, especially since you've dropped... you didn't skip the credits. Didn't skip the credits. I would never skip the credits. Any of you out there who do are savages, and I judge you. Um, but you're saying I'm going to come around to to Chuck. Really? You are. Not Pacey yeah. levels. Probably. Really? Well, I can always yeah. just console myself. I'm not, I'm, apparently, I've already spoiled it. Yeah, you have. But not... People want to know who Gossip Girl is. <laughs> And that as soon as you find out when that end the series early. If I ever feel whole... too like like I've forgiven him and I like him as a character, I'll just remember that the real life actor is super cancelled. Maybe. That'll balance yeah, out. Yeah, semi cancelled. Semi. He was like he's like OG cancelled, so people have forgotten about him by now. Yeah, that's crazy. The cancellation Me Too era has definitely got um eras at this point and lots of twists and turns. Should we not get into it to end the pod? Should we not get into that? Let's not get into cool. it. Shall I um where's where's that guitar button? Oh, the guitars. Can I it? hear them tinkling away? Uh, you should be able to now tinkling. Yeah. Um, we've had a good time with you today thanks for hanging out with us having all the banter having all the reviewing energy we have things to look forward to next week we have music documentaries as has Do been we? featured a lot this season <laughs> and we have an episode of Futurama so all the OGs who know our taste know we have a lot to look forward to there we look forward to having you with us much more fun to come this season see you soon and for now goodbye and take if you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak the microphones bleed because they're so cheap we're sorry to your ears if you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend if your patience wears thin towards the end if you think you could do better with your friend please go ahead if you don't like this content or like me the word content then please go be more content and never listen to us again